0: We have here. Well, you know, it's funny because as I was just kind of flowing with you guys there in the spirit, sometimes um, I was crying, but I just kind of you know, I was sensing the heartbeat of God, and so my my eyes kind of watered. I, said, I don't have my glasses, so you can go for me because you when know, my eyes get a bit watery, I can't read very well. <laughs> so, hallelujah, we're just gonna just go with the flow, right? <laughs> No, it's all good. Unless I can borrow someone's glasses. No, I'm I'm just joking. It's all good. Who's ready for the word this morning? Cool. Well, um, we want to continue with uh, this particular look at Scripture, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42. So we're doing this series called Building Strong, and the key Scripture we've been anchoring to is this one. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. And so, Week one, uh, we talked a little bit about the first part. We talked a bit about uh, continuing in the Apostles' Doctrine. More, we focused on the word fellowship. And then uh, week two, we had Pastor Ben Naitoko, I guess, speaking, talking about the prayer of Jabez. And so he talked about prayer. And then last week, I talked about breaking of bread and, and in prayers. And so it was interesting that Pastor Ben came, I didn't really give him any notes, and he talked about the prayer of Jabez, and so today, um, I'm going to talk about you know that when you look at the early church, the things that they were doing to build health in the church, um, and also with the disciples who were growing in the Lord, was they were committed steadfastly to teaching, to the fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayers. And so we'll have a look at this next slide. A couple of things that I again just want to lock in and want to hammer in. Um, this next one here is that we were talking about. We have got that there, team. The uh, thank you. This scripture here we pressed a little bit last last week. Hebrews ten twenty five. Let us not neglect meeting together, as some have made a habit. Everyone say habit. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so we talked a little bit about you know coming together uh, is a part of fellowship, and coming together the to worship and meeting together corporately is important. And the Bible clearly encourages not to with the habit of not doing that regularly, as some may. So back in the early church, people into the habit of not coming together regularly. Who knows that today, that habit of not coming together regularly is something that people can fall into as well. And so we know that all of these uh, areas are critical for making sure that as a church we're building strong, but also for you, by your faith, you're building strong. And so um, if we are going to look at the next slide, Johnson, I want to again summarize a couple of things. Um, we talked about defining fellowship, and Let's have a, we'll go to the next one after that. We're going to quickly go through a couple of things. Um, who here remembers what we t- clearly said fellowship was? Right. We said that it wasn't just hanging out, but it was two P words. Who remembers one of the P words? Participation. participation. Everyone say participation. participation. And what was the other P word? Partnership. Everyone say partnership. And so what we did was we broke one of the limiting beliefs that fellowship is just about hanging out. No fellowship in the Greek... Um, it means a lot more than that, a lot deeper than that. And fellowship is about partnership and participation. And so when we talked about that, we talked about that it's actually about partnering with your local church and participating in the building of your local church. And so it was actually talking about that fellowship is not necessarily just attending or hanging out, but it's really about actually partnering and participating. And that is a key ingredient to building strong corporately, but also individually. So we come that. Let's have a look at the next one. Johnson, I'm going to click through on a couple of slides here with you, work closely with you. So we talked about a partner mindset. Partner mindset produces an ownership mentality. Ownership mentality is the opposite of entitlement mentality. So it's about getting in there and taking ownership of what the Lord is doing in your local church as a partner mindset. Let's have a look at the next slide. And then we talked a little bit about participation. I think that's what the next slide's... No, breaking bread. Cool, part two. So if we can go to the next slide here, you can see, Johnson, I'm just going to quickly summarize... So Breaking Bread uh, was last week. Everyone say breaking bread. breaking bread? And so we've come, fellowship is about partnership and participation. Breaking Bread is about hanging out, connecting, having meals with each other, doing some stuff. So we've been recently doing Connect Nights. Uh, we've had the Men's Social. Unfortunately, I couldn't go I had and look after the girls and give Sarah a rest yesterday, but the Men's Social, they did go-karting yesterday. heard they had a blast, heard there was a little bit of competition on the track, which is good for us sometimes. <laughs> we just think it'd be good, right, it's a good motivator. Uh, uh, the women have been recently hanging out, uh, having some fun socials. Um, and importantly, you know, our connect nights on Fortnight on Thursday have been amazing with feedback and around the level of connection. And so we've been talking about the importance of positioning yourself um, to break bread. And so the early church built relationships with, well, with one another. They were not islands themselves. They fellowshiped with each other, communed with each other, and built strong relationships. They were not those who just showed up during the services, did their ministry gig, and I think I joked last week about, you know, quickly running away as soon as the service ends, right? Well, what we're saying here is it's kind of like a domino effect, right? The first one is about understanding partnership and participation. So getting involved and helping out as part of your church family but also understanding that that sometimes can be, can be doesn't have to always be, but can be the task-oriented side, but also there has to be that people-oriented side. Uh, put up your hand if you're naturally more task-oriented. There's nothing wrong with that. Put up your hand if you're naturally more people-oriented. There's nothing wrong with that. What is important is to understand that we all have different vents, and one vent may be stronger in you than the other. But what the Bible is saying here is to be biblically aligned to it, to look at the different things that will help us to all grow strong. It's important for us to, yes, be involved in partnering and participating and getting involved from a fellowship definition in the Greek point of view to get full revelation, but also breaking bread and not just doing your thing and then running away because there may be an opportunity for you to actually connect with another human being. We talked last Sunday, locking that in, that remember, Spending time with another believer is not just about what you receive, but it's also about what you can give, how there's deposits in you that uh, you can bless people, you can encourage them on God's doing your life. There may be a, a principle of wisdom that you really learned, and you can share that with you. So again, if we look at this thing of breaking bread it's just what am I getting, um, then there's probably going to be a stronger motivation to avoid right breaking bread if it's just all about what I'm getting. Particularly, get this... Um, no, God is no respecter of persons, and so there may be uh, people in your local church who are not further on in God than you, all right? And so if we have the perspective of what can I get from hanging out with them, I'm further on than them, then we're always gonna shortchange the benefit that God wants to bring by us committing to breaking bread together. But if we can see that breaking bread together is not just about what I receive, but it's also about what I can give out to people and how I can encourage them and help them to grow, then actually we benefit all of us benefit when we commit more to the importance of breaking bread. And so we covered that last week. Let's now move on. Thank you, sir. So today we're going to talk about prayer connection. Everyone say prayer connection. Prayer Pray connection. So in summary, the scripture when we look at Acts 2.42, when it talks about the early church, it talks about fellowship, partnering and participating, breaking bread, hanging out, building a relationship so you can receive from believers, but you can also give into them. But also, another key connection point, everyone say connection point? Is coming together and praying together. Right? That God didn't design your prayer life just to pray by yourself. There are great times when you're going to have times of devotion, you're going to have times of intimacy with the Lord, you're going to have times of warfare, but God wants to encourage you, hey, your prayer life, by itself, isolated, is actually not the best type of prayer life. Prayer life is also going to come with other, together with other believers and to pray with believers, and we're gonna talk about that. Um, because on Thursday nights, fortnightly, we now have moved the hour of power to our six to seven before our connect nights, and so there's an opportunity every fortnight to come and pray. We're gonna, this Thursday night, we're gonna be doing it in the pastor's lamb studio. Um, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be so excited to come with us and my brother Solomon, who's passionate about prayer, will be there. Right? But can I say this, prayer, time with other believers shouldn't depend on your personality. Because right? you might be sitting there going, but I don't really have the personality for my prayer being. I want to expose a fallacy. Sometimes people wrongfully believe that the louder that you pray, the more powerful you are. Okay? Can I tell you that? It's not true. right? The volume isn't necessarily the key, but the conviction and the faith behind your prayer is, so sometimes volume, can relate to the level of conviction and uh, and faith, but not necessarily. And so if you're a little bit more of a meek, kind of, you know, insular, introverted, not so loud, kind of volume speaking kind of person, you know what? You are still perfectly designed to come and contribute and participate in prayer time with other believers, can I tell you that? Because it's your conviction and it's your faith. And get this, if there's anything I can say is that... Learning to pray with other believers, praying with other believers, will sharpen you spiritually, sometimes more than anything else. In fact, our worship leaders here in this church, if you're here sitting here listening to me speak, and you're one of our worship leaders, can I encourage our worship leaders, one of the greatest ways to grow in your authority as a worship leader is to come along to corporate prayer meeting and learn how to pray with other believers, learn how to lead people in prayer. Can I tell you, if you're sitting in this house and you have a heart to want something to preach, To preach the gospel, to preach, to have an itinerant one day, or just to go out in the streets or preach or communicate anything for the Lord. Can I encourage you that one of the greatest ways to sharpen the call of God in speaking or preaching or teaching is to learn how to pray with other believers. Can I tell you why? Because there is no other more practical, raw way that you can learn to turn over the entry room of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and learn to grow in authority and learn to deal with the fear of man. Come on now, learn to deal with the fear of, oh, you know, what what if I don't say the right thing? What if it doesn't come out the right way? Who cares? As long as you're there and you're in faith and you're like, man, I'm believing for God to move over my life, over my the other my, my my other believers around his life, my church, I don't care as long as I'm positioned by faith, God will move. God will use your faith, and not only that, he will use that season where you position yourself to pray to grow you spiritually. Can I tell you right now, this is not exaggerated, one of the reasons why I've been able to develop the ability to preach and to communicate is because when I first got saved, I plugged into prayer meetings of my local church. And can I tell you, I was there, and I was surrounded by people, who were like, had all different types of prayer, but I caught something. See, sometimes prayer is not necessarily taught. Sometimes it's more caught than it is taught, can I tell you? That a spirit of prayer can come upon your life and can become a spiritual engine of faith that starts to click everything else over and can start to help you to walk in greater authority in the call of God in your life. So, can I strongly encourage people here to get more excited? Because let's face it, going on prayer meeting for a lot of people isn't very exciting.
1: And I get that.
0: I've been there as well. But can I tell you, on the other side of seeing the fruit and the benefits of corporately praying with other believers, man, it will do something in your life that will bless you. Everyone say Amen. amen. And so, we're talking about the prayer connection. And so. Not only every fortnight are we're going to have the hour of power from 6 to 7 here before our Connect Nights, but we're also we have a pre-service prayer meeting um, before the church that actually happens in here. Okay, and so you can plug into that. Everyone's invited to come to the pre-service prayer meeting. You don't have to be uh, rostered on the prayer and ministry team to be invited. You can come on in. I think uh, we usually you know, get you to come through the side door, but if you're interested, do we have Jemima here or she here? Jemima, can you just stand for us, please? Yes. Here's wonderful, our sister Jemima. We're yes. so, <clears throat> team lead the prayer and ministry team here at Forever House. And so if you want any information about our pre-service prayer meeting and how you can plug into that, Jemima is the woman for you to have a chat to, okay? And awesome, thanks Jemima. And where's my brother Solomon? Yeah. Solomon, can you just stand? My brother Solomon here. Okay. Now, if you're interested, he kind of things the hour of power on the Thursday night. So, if you're interested to kind of plug into that, then you can go into Solomon as well. These guys work closely together, and so, um, so we've got that. Uh, those premonitions. But you know, there's also uh, just f- for this morning, I want to encourage you to uh, think about in this season when in worship, I heard the Lord say, "I'm breaking vine." I think one of the the best ways to break ground spiritually, or at least start breaking ground spiritually, is to look at your life and think, man, I want to get together with other believers and I want to start praying. I want to start praying. And this is uh, something I want to encourage us to get excited about because it will help to build you strong, it will help to build the church strong, it will help to build other believers strong around you. And so the prayer connection, um, let me share this with you. I often have said this before to other people, but I believe that a stronger, uh, a church is stronger um, when there is consistent active corporate prayer. I really believe that. And I believe in this season that uh, God is encouraging us as a church to become more consistent and active in corporate prayer together. If you look up here on this slide, I want you to think about this particular point here. There is an old saying that the family that prays together stays together. Who's heard of that before? Okay? Well, it's true, right? It is true. In fact, usually when I do marriage counseling, one thing I'll ask a married couple who might be having a little bit of a rocky road uh, I'll say, hey, how's your prayer time together? And they might say individually, yeah, well, we're doing that. But are you praying together as a team, as a husband and wife? Well, no, we haven't really been doing that lately or we haven't really ever done that before. And I say, hey, you know what? I want to you to start doing that. It is powerful when you get together as a husband and wife. Also, as a local church, when you get together, for example, if you're serving in a team this morning, Before we started the service, we got all of our AV guys, we got the music team, we got our service managers, all the fun here, and we had a short time of prayer that was really praying for the anointing, the flow, everything to go. I mean, how cool was the anointing? You know, we got a word that he wanted to break ground, the light fell. I mean, God is already moving a massive miracle this morning, okay? And we started the service with some (laughs) prayer time, bringing everyone together, being focused together, God moves. And so... Um, I believe that if we have a look up here, the family that prays together, stays together, we are a spiritual family. There is much truth in that statement. Is it possible? I want you to think about a couple of these questions on the slide now. I want you to appropriate it just to yourself a little bit and think, hey, am I missing out on really thinking about some of the benefits in terms of actively being involved in more corporate prayer in my local church? Is it possible that when people pray together that spiritual bonds are reinforced? Everyone say yes. Yes. Could it be, I love these, could it be that prayer causes believers to rally around a common vision for a common purpose? Everyone say yes. Yes. Could it be that laboring in prayer, and yes, sometimes there is laboring in prayer, right? You gotta get in there and work it, right? Everyone say work care. -care. Could it be that laboring in prayer with others causes a new appreciation for those individuals to arise?
1: The answer is yes, yes, yes
0: to all of these. There are individual benefits, there are corporate benefits to committing to praying together. And we know that the early church committed to praying together, and you could see that God was moving and God was using those prayer times corporately to knit the people together, to build them together as building blocks, to build them relationally, to build them spiritually, to build unity, to build focus, to build vision, and to build appreciation for one another. That as you pray for each other, as you pray for your church, as you pray for circumstances as you pray for situations, as you pray for God to move, then you're looking at the people going, wow we're praying together. We're in this together. We're believing together. We're rallying together. We're labouring and praying together. And it reinforces that we're doing it together. Everyone say together. I want to have a look at this next slide. You there? Cool. As disciples, not just believers, remember, I think I started week one was I was saying that a lot of these things, you know, in terms of fellowship, participation, partnership, looking at breaking bread together, looking at corporately praying together, coming together to pray, are elements that someone would commit to if they want to grow as a disciple in Jesus and not just say as a believer in Jesus. Come on now. Yep. Who knows that... Uh, watch this now. Who knows that it's wisdom not to wait to feel like partnering and participating? Oh, I want you to catch me this one. Who knows it's wisdom not to wait to feel like... Everyone say feel. feel I'm really passionate about this topic. Yeah. You know, feeling. See, when you wait to feel like serving, you're going to probably wait a while. But see, when the Lord, when you when you look at the word and you go, well, God, I'm going to step out and do this because I'm going to listen to the word and I'm going to obey. You know the word that starts with O? It's really hard to get out of our mouths these days in the 21st century. Oh, obey. <laughs> My daughter Zara doesn't like the word obey. But <laughs> we're teaching her, it doesn't matter if we don't like it, we still do it, it's godly, right? And she's getting there. amen, right? So it's important for us to not wait. You know, sometimes, who knows that as Christians, we are still, even though we're supposed to be led by the Lord, we're led by our feelings. We're led by our emotions, and we wait for, we wait for the motivation to come before we decide to align to the word. Oh, let me just wait. See how I feel about serving. Partner anticipating. Yeah, it's not there yet, so I'll just keep waiting. And let me just wait to feel like hanging out with you know a bunch of believers who don't really know very well yet.
1: <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, not feeling it yet. on so might wait till next month. Yeah, connect nine. I'm not really feeling like I should go to Connect Night. I'm feeling like I should stay home and watch The Masked Singer. <laughs> because of course, it's still a mystery that they're not all just B-grade celebrities, <laughs> which they were.
1: What a ripoff!
0: Who <laughs> wasted part of your life watching that show?
1: Come on, put up your hand. I did. And I won't get that time ever back.
0: But you know what I'm saying, right? Maybe that's not, now. that's a terrible show. i But you know what I'm saying,
1: right?
0: This Thursday night is a very strategic evening. It's Halloween, men and women of God. Before I came here this morning, the Lord said, make sure your church knows that this Thursday night, the 31st of October, 2019, is in fact Halloween, and this Thursday night, what well, we have planned at Connect Night is a full-on breakout worship praise night. Praise and worship, and we want we want praise and worship to be extended. We want the Spirit to move. We want to see the Holy Spirit bringing words of encouragement. We want to see times of ministry. Right, it's going to be what we're for—a wild night, right? And the things of God. So my encouragement to you, as a active Christian who would call this, or maybe you're still considering to call this place home, I want to encourage you to come out of your living room and to come into the house of God this Thursday night, and come and fellowship with us, worship God with us, pray with us on the night of Halloween, so that we can lift up an atmosphere of praise to our King Jesus. Amen. All right, so let me just plant that little encouragement in your spirit. But let's not wait, the key point here that I was laboring on was, let's not wait to feel like fellowshipping. Let's not wait to feel like breaking bread. Let's not wait to feel like going to a prayer meeting. Because rarely it might come, if you've been really spending lots of time with the Lord, it might come, but a lot of times it doesn't, the feeling doesn't come as strongly as you want it to. Because if you're led by your feelings and you're looking for that prompting, can I say you're setting yourself up for missing out on stuff. I know because I've gone through a season, thankfully I've broken through, where sometimes I was looking for that spiritual feeling, that spiritual motivation. The Lord said, you've got around the wrong way, Brad. You need to step out by faith. And as you do that, then see what I will do on the inside of you that will bring a new sense of spiritual fulfillment. Come on now. Come on, church, who here is understanding what I'm saying, right? And so I want to tell you, this is a season where the Lord wants to break new ground in your life. He's wanting to turn over the soil. He's wanting to, you know, when you think about the Lord planting new things, uh, you know, sometimes when we have been in a season where there's been, you know, uh, you know, action or active or, you know, things not necessarily moving, then the soil actually gets harder. And if I say hardened soil, and so when the Lord wants to, you know, plow a new thing, He has the first know, break ground, he has to kind of get in that hard and turn things over so that the silver comes fresh again, oxygenated, aerated, so then when he does plant new things, come on now, they will germinate and take root and be fruitful. See, the Lord just throws new seeds your way, but the ground in your life is hard and it hasn't been turned over, it hasn't been broken in then there won't be the fruitfulness that will come. And so the Lord is very strategic. He knows what he's doing. He's the grand architect of your life. And I believe through this word this morning, he's wanting to grab your attention and say, do you not know what I'm wanting to do in this new season in your life? Are you not knowing what I'm... I'm wanting to break ground. I'm wanting to turn this all over. I'm wanting to do some new things. And so the Lord's reminding us in this teaching series that to build strong spiritually, there are some practical principles That we have to not wait to feel like doing but we have to step out and activate by faith to receive the rewards from them everyone say amen Amen. Amen. and so as disciples not just believers of jesus we need to realize that you never graduate beyond prayer think about this for a moment particularly if you're sitting here and you're quite seasoned in the lord you've been doing the jesus thing for maybe i mean i've been doing the jesus thing for 20 years now, maybe you've surpassed me, you've been doing the Jesus thing for 30 years or 40 years. Maybe you've been doing the Jesus thing for 10 years. I want to encourage you that uh, we need to realise that you never graduate beyond prayer. See, sometimes I'll go to a prayer meeting. <laughs> I've moved on to signs and wonders. <laughs> I'm a <the> miracle worker now. <laughs> I don't go to just a prayer meeting. Come on now. Sometimes we can get so addicted to the move of God that we don't give enough attention to the basic principles of the Lord. But interestingly, the basic principles are always the undergirding foundation to the encounters and the signs of miracles. Come on now. And so as disciples, not just believers of Jesus, we need to realize that we never graduate beyond prayer. No fivefold ministry gift, no prophecy, no miracle working power, no faith healing. No five-fold ministry gift, no amazing teaching gift. Come on now. No amazing preaching gift. No five-fold ministry gift comes to a place where prayer can be abandoned. You hearing what I'm saying? And so again, we want to encourage you to think about, hey, if I want to build strong, I need to pray with other believers. And if I want to help them to build strong, I need to encourage them to come and pray with me. Come along to the prayer meeting. It should always be an aspect of ministry in which we're involved. Praying together with other believers should be an active part of our spiritual expression and faith walk with Jesus Christ. Who believes that? Oh, come on, who believes that? You're allowed to agree. It's okay. Hey, let me just do something. I'm gonna, I just feel the Lord just wants to. Kind of lock that in a little bit. And, you know, the Word says, don't, don't let preaching be focused on persuasion. Let it be focused on power. <coughs> and even though the Lord's given me sometimes a gift of persuasion, nothing will outflank the power of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to create a moment where I'm going to step back and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to completely leave right now do his work just to help us cement the, the word in a little bit. So why don't you close your eyes? Thank you, Lord. Father, you love every single person here. And even though, Lord, you've helped me and anointed me to speak. Lord, it's got to be all about you, not about me. So Holy Spirit. Have your way with every single person. Lord, meet them where they're at. Holy Spirit, I just give you this moment to speak to people privately in their hearts. Encourage them, Lord. Help them to appropriate this word, Lord, in the way that you need them to appropriate, not in the way that I need to, but the way that you need to,
1: God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you. Just as you're having that moment with the Lord, I just saw a couple of things the Lord was showing some people in your future the future of your family just glimpses the career call, fruitfulness of your life he's showing you a, fur- a little bit further down the road is I heard the Lord say that he's just pressing upon people's hearts how one of the keys to that fruitful future will be learning how to pray and making it a habit, making it a commitment. (laughs) Father, I thank you, Lord, as people are prompted by you to pray together with other believers, whether it's this Thursday night or whatever opportunity it is. I thank you, Lord, you're gonna activate things of you in them. Lord, you're gonna strengthen them, you're gonna have to help them build them strong. Lord, you're gonna build an engine room of prayer on the inside of them. Lord, they are gonna be able to take that and pray for their family, pray for their calls, pray for their career, pray for their church, pray for their community, pray for their government, pray for their nations, pray for ministries, Pray for the body of Christ. Lord, they're going to they're gonna receive a capacity
1: to pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
0: And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to, leverage a little bit of my good friend Pastor Ben's message in part two, and bring it a little bit in as a reminder, as we're going to activate this in a moment. He was teaching on 1 Chronicles 4.10, the prayer of Jabez. And so what I've done is I've taken a scripture, but I've put in the particular points that he was highlighting two weeks ago. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Blessing. Everyone say blessing. Blessing. And enlarge my territory. Everyone say enlargement.
1: Enlargement.
0: Let your hand be with me. Favor. Everyone say favor. And keep me from harm. Everyone say protection. So that I will be free from pain. Everyone say breakthrough. Breakthrough. And God granted, or if you're from New Zealand, granted. Granted. His request. Amen. All right? And so what's interesting about this prayer of Jabez is the prayer of Jabez reveals that Jabez understood what sometimes many people don't, and that there is only one God, and he should be the center of of our work. He should be the center of our work. What do we mean by that? Everything that you put your hand to, what you're believing for, you should be inviting God into that and saying, God move, God do, God be, God shift, God activate, God go before, God help, God open, God close, God break open, God pour out. Jabez knew that everything that he was called to do to raise his family, come on, to move forward, to build life everything he was called to do he knew that he couldn't do it without god
1: and so by praying this prayer he was saying god i need you
0: in my life i need you to be the center of my work and so it takes humility but it takes faith and that's the powerful thing see god is attracted to your faith he's attracted to your expectation when Jabez prayed this prayer. It wasn't just the words that he said. It was the way that he said them. Come on now. It was the way that he prayed them. He prayed them with an expectation that, God, I need you in the center of my work. And so, God, I'm calling on you. I'm calling on you to bless me. I'm calling on you to enlarge me. I'm calling on you to favor me. I'm calling on you to protect me. I'm calling on you to break through for me. And so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna stand in a moment and we're gonna do that very thing. And I'm, I want us to pray these five things. It doesn't have to be a long prayer time. Right? It can be a supercharged version. But we're gonna stand and we're gonna activate this word. We're gonna pray these five things, but in two angles. We're gonna do it for our lives, for our families. We're also gonna do it for our church. Come on now. We're gonna do it for, our, for the house family. I believe this Thursday that God wants us to continue with this theme, but to kind of really pray. I believe this Thursday night for the Hour of Powerful Connect night, Halloween night, I believe that prayer meeting, whether there's three people who turn up or 30 people who turn up, I believe that it's going to be an activation of heaven in that place. And I believe there's going to be such a beautiful pastor. Sarah's committed to coming. Uh, We've worked out what we need to do, and she's going to be here. She's going to lead worship with the music team. We are pumped for Connect Night this Thursday night. And so I want to encourage you to stand. Let's stand. I'm going to ask the musos, oh, sorry, can I ask maybe Kevin and uh, Sam, just the instrumentalists, Um, I might ask Matt to come as well. First of all, I just want you to put your hand on your heart for me. Can we just go to the last slide there, Johnson? This last, just put your hand on your heart. And I want us to lock in, before we go into this prayer, I want us to lock in these thoughts over this teaching series called Building Strong. And that is, the Lord is through the Word of God. He's wanting to break new ground. He's going to say, hey, you know what? Men and women of God, I want you to steadfastly commit to fellowship. Steadfastly commit to fellowship. Steadfastly commit to partnering and participating with building my kingdom. I want you to steadfastly commit to breaking bread with other believers. Make an effort to spend relational time with breaking bread. And steadfastly commit to praying together. Pray together. Position yourself to pray together. Father, lock in these three key principles of building strong. Lock in. These principles, Lord, even if you need to tattoo them into our heart. Lord, I thank you that your word does not return void, but Lord, it doesn't return void if it goes into good soil. And Lord, in the Gospels, where it has that image of the seed, the word, falling on different types of ground, different types of soil, some was rocky, some had weeds, and so the word didn't take root. And so, that we pray in this atmosphere, Lord, with the Father's heart that's been revealed, that we don't have to feel like we're pressured by you, but, Lord, you're inviting us to take this word and allow it to take root. And so, Father, I pray for the anointing on people's lives right now to receive the word over this teaching series. Allow it to take root. Allow it to sink in. Allow it to impact their lives. Allow it to encourage them to make adjustments. And so, Father, as we come into this last part, Lord, we're going to activate this time of prayer. And Father, we're going to pray. If we can go back to that other slide, thank you, Johnson. The slide with the themes of the prayer J Beds. So I'm going to lead your prayer, church. And I'm going to pray how I pray. You pray, how you pray. Maybe you want to just pray in tongues. Maybe you want to pray these five key words in bold in the brackets and just keep praying them out over your life and over your church. Maybe you want to pray something specific. Maybe you want to stand there and, as the Bible says, just come into agreement and say, Amen, Brother Brad. Amen,
1: Brother Brad.
0: Amen, Brother Brad. All forms of that is prayer as long as in your heart you're saying, God. I believe that as I release my faith, that God, you're hearing and you're going to move and you're going to do it and you're going to act on my behalf. God, I believe that you will answer my prayer. And so, Father, we lift up this strategic moment of prayer right now. Lord, we're coming to pray together as believers, as men and women, as brothers and sisters, as not only believers, but as disciples of Jesus. And though we're asking, Father, Lord, for our lives individually. Lord, we declare, and we decree, Lord, pour out your blessing. Pour out your blessing, God. Pour out your blessing, Lord, in this hour and this season. Lord, when you're breaking new ground, pour out your blessing. Bless the work of our hand.
1: Bless our assignments. Bless everything that we're called to do. Bless it, God. Because your Father's heart is for us. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to earn it, but Lord, we ask you to bless, bless, bless the work of our hand. Lord, bless this house. Bless this church. Bless forever house. Bless this gathering. Bless the work that we're doing as a local church. Bless our leaders, bless our volunteers, bless all that congregation. Bless the community around us that we're positioned
0: in. God bless this church. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are a God of enlargement and we ask, Lord, that you would stretch forth our 10 pegs, and you would enlarge us and you would grow our territory in our lives. Lord, grow the territory and influence of our families. Lord, grow the territory of generational blessings. Lord, grow the territory of our marketplace calling. Lord, if we're
1: ambulance drivers, Lord, if we're teachers, Lord, if we're engineers, Lord, if we're electricians, Lord, if we're warehouse workers, Lord, wherever you call, now stretch us.
0: Lord, enlarge us. And Father, we pray, promote us. Promote us. Promote us, oh God. Lord, start to move and promote your people in this season, oh God.
1: Enlarge
0: our influence.
1: Enlarge our influence. Enlarge our
0: territory. In Jesus' name. Oh God, we ask for your hand of favor now. Lord, pour out your hand of favor. Pour out your hand of favor, Lord. We declare that your favor is upon us. Lord, your favour is upon us individually. Your favour is upon us corporately, God. Lord, your hand of
1: favour is resting upon us, O oh Lord. And we say, Lord, let your favour move. Let your favour be activated. Lord, let us, let us hear yes to home loans. Let us hear yes to bank applications. Let us hear yes to interviews. Let us hear yes to certain things you're believing for. Let the answers come. Let the doors open. Let your favour flow. Let your favour flow House oh God. Lord, we pray for, for protection right now, Lord, upon our families, around our children, around our marriages, oh God, around our extended families, around our high schoolers, around our university
0: students, around our
1: elderly, around the isolated, Lord, protection right now. We pray for a hedge for protection, Lord, a ring of fire, Lord, the Holy Spirit, Lord, where the enemy cannot pursue us, Lord, where the enemy's plans cannot have a hold. In Jesus' name, protect. Protect, protect this house. Protect this house, oh God. Protect this house in Jesus' name. And Lord, we declare we decree Father. We're praying for breaking through. Lord, you're breaking new ground. Lord, you're breaking through. Lord, you're breaking us through, oh God. let are new things. Lord, you're breaking us through. Lord, you're breaking us through, Father. Thank you, Lord. But we're not restricted, Lord, on the path. But we're coming. The new. We are breaking through, oh God. Individually, Lord and families for oh God, Lord and friendships for oh God, Lord and callings for oh God, Lord and anointings for oh God, Lord and ministry, Father. Oh Lord, everything that we're doing, on is a house. You're breaking us through. You're breaking us through. You're breaking us out of walking around into new books, our land. You're breaking us through, Jesus. In Jesus, in the wonderful, in the glorious, in the mighty, in the victorious of all names, name above all names. His name is Jesus. God shout His name! Shout His name! His name is Jesus! He that way. God is worthy His name! He is worthy of His worthy Let us put you a hand on your heart. Father we ask that you seal this time of prayer. For your word that we've activated, we've prayed together.
0: Lord, we didn't have to pray perfectly. Lord, we didn't have to be the loudest person in the room, but Lord, we brought us to you, our humble, broken, imperfect selves. And Lord, like the mustard said, you can take anything that we bring and you can make it work miraculously. So Lord, I pray there be no doubt, there be no hindrance in mind that, oh, would that really work? No, God, we gave you our rawness, we gave you what we had. And because you're our ultimate Father, you will take what we gave. And you can work with the God. Because all you need is our faith. And so Lord, we just thank you in advance. We thank you for in advance. <laughs> we thank you, Lord. That not only are you going to do something with that prayer time, but Lord, you've even reactivated something within us. To pray together, I thank you, Lord, that your love upon us, it is evident in this season. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for teaching us, for aligning us, for guiding us, for helping us. Lord, we follow you, Jesus. We love you. We honour you. We give
1: you all the praise. We give you all the glory, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.